Amen, amen. We don't take it for granted that we are alive today. It is God's faithfulness and God's love that we are alive. Amen. And so we're going to bless his name. How many of you know this song? Twakusifu. Munaijua, Twakusifu. Amen. It goes like this. Twakusifu. Twakusifu. Twakusifu mungu mwenye nguvu. Hauna mwanzo wala mwisho. Mungu wetu sipiwe. Twakusifu, twakusifu. Twakusifu. Twakusifu mungu mwenye nguvu. Hauna mwanzo wala mwisho. Mungu wetu sipiwe. Twakusifu, twakusifu. Twakusifu mungu mwenye gufu Hauna mwanzo wala mwisho Mungu wetu Twakusifu 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 mungu mwenye gufu Hauna mwanzo wala mwisho Mungu wetu Twakuabudu, twakuabudu, twakuabudu mungu mwenye nguvu Hauna mwanzo, wala mwishu, mungu wetu sifi Twakuabudu, 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 twakuabudu mungu mwenye nguvu Hauna mwanzo, wala mwishu One more time. Sifani kwa kupokea Sifani kwa kupokea Sifani kwa kupokea Pokea Mungu wetu sifi Sifani kwa kupokea Pokea Sifani kwa kupokea Sifani kwa kupokea Pokea Mungu wetu Nayo eshima pokea Pokea Nayo eshima pokea Nayo eshima pokea Pokea Mungu wetu Sifani kwako Sifani kwako Sifani kwako Pokea Mungu Aya makofi 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 Duwanda makofi Give a dance to the Lord For He is good Lord 
Ya Miguel Miguel Goiaçu Si pani kwako pokea Si pani kwako Si pani kwako Pokea Haya wa milele Wa milele wa milele Mungu wa baraka ni nani Wa milele Ni yesu Wa milele wa milele Mungu wa baraka ni nani Ni yesu Wa milele wa milele Mungu wa baraka ni nani Wa milele, wa milele, mungu wa baraka ni nani Wa milele Wa milele, wa milele, mungu wa baraka ni nani Wa milele Ni yesu Sipani kwako pokea Sipani kwako pokea Sipani kwako So we go down at his feet to bless his name and worship him. Amen. Down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most high place. In your presence, Lord, I seek your face. I seek your face. Down at your feet. Down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most high place in your presence, Lord. I seek your face, I seek your face. Down at your feet, oh Lord, down at your feet, oh I'm amazed at your glory embraced by your mercies, oh Lord. I live to worship you. There is no other calling. There is no higher calling. No greater honor than to bow. 
never made at your glory embrace by your mercy O Lord I live to worship you down at your feet O Lord O God down at your feet O Lord it's the most high place most high in your presence lord in your presence lord i seek your face i seek your face i seek your face one more time down at your feet oh lord down at your feet oh lord is the most high place in your presence lord your glory embrace by your mercy oh lord i live to worship i live to worship you lord oh lord i live to worship to worship you lord oh god oh lord i live to worship you i live to worship you oh before the Lord and bless his name honor his name we worship you we bless your name oh Lord Jesus we call on your name Lord we worship you we bless your name oh Lord oh Lord Jesus you are awful Lord you are mighty Lord you are precious Lord oh God there is no higher calling, no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. I am amazed, oh Lord, I'm amazed at your glory embraced by your mercy, oh Lord. I live to worship you. I live to worship you, oh Lord. I live to worship you every day of my life, oh Lord, oh Lord. I live to worship to worship you, worship you, Lord, oh Lord. I live to worship you. To Jesus, we live to worship. Give you all the glory, O oh God. We live to Highly exalted, O oh my Father. At the mention of your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Father, today we come down at your prayer, at your feet, O oh God, in your presence. Just like David says, said, O oh my Father, that what 
he desires most is to be in your presence to behold the beauty of your glory and so we humble ourselves today oh my father and we lift our hearts and our trust and our faith unto you Jesus choosing to lay aside every weight every burden that is in our hearts oh my father and just to shift our focus on you oh God because you deserve this worship none of our challenges none of all that we go through oh God will demean who you are oh my father you are seated on the throne oh my father justice and righteousness are the foundation of your throne so we worship you today king of kings we worship you lord of lords oh my father how good it is oh my father to worship you this morning oh my father to be found in your presence we worship you jesus your word says in second chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek thy face then will you hear from heaven and forgive our sins and heal our land O god so we lift this land before you the land of kenya the land that you love oh my father the people that you have made O king of glory you are our god and we are your people the sheepfold of your of your pasture oh my father lord so we surrender our lives before you jesus we pray that you may continue to heal our land oh my father you may forgive us our sins oh my father we refuse every spirit of corruption every spirit of immorality every spirit of bloodshed we refuse every sin talking of glory that we have been bound to that god you may forgive us our sins today and cleanse us oh my father lord we lift this nation before you our leaders oh my father that god you may release your, the spirit of wisdom upon them we speak the spirit of the fear of the lord upon their lives we speak the spirit of might upon their lives in the name of jesus that god they shall be the people to worship you oh my father lord there's nothing that is too hard for you oh god your word says you said in your word oh my father that behold i'm the lord god of all flesh is there anything too hard for me father there's nothing that is too hard for you we bless your name O king of glory even as we remember the church father lord you are the chief cornerstone of the church O king of glory you are the chief priest you are the head of the church and so we surrender this church oh my father into able hands and the whole body of christ O king of glory that god you may release your anointing that you may release your mercies O king of glory that are new every morning upon each and everyone that comes to you to call upon your name oh my father for they that call upon your name oh my father they shall be saved in the name of jesus christ we bless your name O king of glory behold men and women your sons and daughters are before you O god they have come to seek your face O king of glory today we pray oh my father that you may feel their emptiness O king of glory feel our emptiness in the name of jesus christ father meet us our points of need at our points of need today we come to you oh my father with our hearts full of thanksgiving for you have filled our lives with good things O king of glory you have sustained us since the onset of this pandemic O king of glory you have been with us O jehovah god you have forgiven our sins and you have saved us from the pit O king of glory how we bless your name and how we worship you king of kings and lord of lords how we worship you jesus because you're mighty and you're awesome may you speak to our hearts O king of glory may you just have your way O god 
as we worship you this morning in this service we are in awe of your greatness and holiness but we look at ourselves and realize how far we have fallen short and we ask you for forgiveness oh God may we just have your way oh my father we seem to be full of ourselves but your word says that our righteousness is like filthy rags before you Jesus and so may you have your way oh God cleanse us by the blood of Jesus because Jesus said that it is all finished we bless your name oh God we know that without worship without giving ourselves whole unto you oh God we go about miserable oh God and that is our sole purpose may you teach us oh my father to worship you to make it a lifestyle to make it our food that when we walk oh my father when we think when we speak in our conduct oh my father we will reflect worship unto you Jesus we give you glory and honor there is no one like you Jesus Worship you, oh Lord, oh Lord. I live to worship you. I live to worship you, Lord, oh Lord. I live to worship you. because you're loving and you're caring oh God even as you sit down to listen to your word and to be serviced oh my father in this service may you come oh God and have your way we know we are broken people speak your truth through the word and remind us of your love for us through Jesus Christ shape our hearts oh God we only learn to behave ourselves in your presence oh God so we bless your name and we worship you for there is no one like you, in Jesus' mighty name. Let us put our hands together and just appreciate the presence of God in this place. He's the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords, he's the maker of our souls, he's the initiator of our faith, and he's the keeper of our souls. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. May you have your seats. Thank you so much, Praise and Worship team, for leading us through that uh, wonderful segment. We continue to serve and to worship God and to incline our hearts unto the Lord. Right now, I would like us uh, to give a big shout out to the following people, not, but not uh, limited. We have James Bosire, we have Clean Namazi, we have Joyce Naisho, we have Paul, Elijah, Geoffrey, Eva, and many more. Together with all of us who have come to serve God uh, today in the sanctuary, may God bless you so much. May God meet you at your point of need. I would like to encourage you to continue to share the link once you, are, you get your link in your WhatsApp, in the Facebook and all that. Share this link to many because that is one way of reaching out to many. You never know that maybe the word that would come today would be somebody's word. And so let us be proactive in doing this. Uh, without much ado, I would like us to invite 
our Reverend Irene to come over and give us, uh, take us through the uh, children lesson from now. Let's give up. Amen. Uh, we will continue uh, with the lesson uh, for our little ones. And I want to invite the children, those who are in here, uh, but also those who will be watching us. <laughs> I know we, I think our, we are offline. Uh, we continue with the lesson, um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 19 to 23. And the word of God says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground and all the animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock and birds and sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's rib and then closed up. Uh, the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man and said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she, ha she was taken out of man. And children, we've been doing the creation story, and we've been looking at every day and how God was, had, had the whole creation plan from day one to even last week when we were seeing when the animals and man was created. But I want us to focus today, I want us to look at the, the relationship. Why did God place man in the Garden of Eden together with the animals, together, uh, and he even said it is not good for man to be alone and he created out of the man's rib a woman. Children, I want you to look around and see who is around you. You know, mommy and daddy and uh, your sister and your brother or whoever is around you. There is a reason why God has created them and made them to be in your life. Why are you in the place where you are today? Are you at home? Are you at grandma's place? Or where are you? There is a reason why God has placed you where you are today. You see, God gave the authority to man to be able to name all the animals that this one will be called lion, and this one is a dog, and that is an elephant, and this is woman, and she is the bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. There is a reason why God has given you your auntie, your grandmother, your friends, and he wants you to have a beautiful relationship with them. If you love God, then you need to love those people who are around you. And so God has so much value in every Everything that he has created around you, including the people and the animal. And so if we value them, what, what then should we do? We need to love them, 
We need to take care of them. We need to take care of the animals and the plants and the people around our life. Now, I know there are many times children, we, we do wrong things to our parents. We disobey them. We disobey our teachers, our aunties, and the people who are older than us. We uh, disobey each other. But the Lord is calling us today that we need to love one another. We need to love one another because he's the one who created them. So do you remember our memory verse? Because we need to continue worshiping the Lord who created the people who are around us. He created us, but he also created the people around us. And what is our memory verse? Our memory verse is from the book of Revelation, chapter 4, verse 11. Do you remember we've been doing this over and over again? Revelation chapter 4, uh, verse 11. And what does it say? It says, you deserve to, res uh, you deserve to receive all the glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and received their being and so children let's continue to worship the lord and as we worship the lord it shows on how we relate with one another and how we take care of the things that god has created thank you so much be good children and let's worship the lord amen thank you thank you thank you so much for that wonderful encouragement this one reminds me about Ephesians 6, 1, and I believe everyone knows that, that children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And so we move on to the next, which is a Bible reading. Uh, today we are going to be, our, our pastor is going to talk to us about uh, lingering closer to God under the journey of intimacy with God series. It's about lingering closer to God under a journey of intimacy with God series. And I'm going to read from the book of uh, James. We are going to read from the book of James, uh, chapter 4, verse 7, all the way to 10. James, chapter 4, verse 7 to 10. And I read, Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, your sin, uh, you sinners, and purify your hearts, your, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. And that is the reading of the Lord. May I take this opportunity to welcome our pastor to give us the word. You are most welcome. Reverend, I would, I would like to pray for the, I would like us to pray for the speaker of the day. Let us close our hands and our eyes and pray. pray. Our Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this morning, oh God. You've given us an opportunity in your presence, oh my Father. So we surrender this day, oh my Father, into your able hands. How we pray that God, you may speak to our hearts, oh my Father, Lord. As the speaker sows your seed, O oh my Father, which is the word, into our hearts, which is like land, O oh God. May you water this seed, O oh God, to grow like the mustard seed, O oh my Father. And that from this service onwards, O oh my Father, lives of many will be changed. We pray for your anointing, O oh God, and your grace and utterance upon his life, O oh God. That as he speaks, O oh God, may he speak of your mind, O oh my Father. May you give him the courage, O oh God. 
May you give him insights, oh my Father, and open the eyes of our heart that we may understand, oh God. Give us understanding, give us uh, insights, oh God. Give us knowledge, oh my Father, Lord, and that we shall be able to hold this word to the end for the glory and honor of your name. For this we pray, trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Mike. And uh, therefore, good morning, church, those that are here and that are listening from uh, home, from prison, from hospital, in cars, everywhere. We thank God for this morning. We would like to apologize. We went off here, and I know that there's a problem. Um, every time that the Lord is planning something great, uh, little things can happen. So please forgive us. But we are back uh, on air again, and uh, we know that we'll be able to work together. So we discuss lingering near to God or drawing nigh to God. And we continue with a series that we've just started last week, the series on a journey into intimate relationship with God. And we began with the last bit of Hebrews and you remember we've been discussing that the writer of Hebrews is saying all these things that you heard about the natural Israel were just a copy of the better things that are happening now. And that we are already there. We are in a better position. We should serve the Lord better. We should be committed to the Lord better. Better than Moses. Better than David. And we finished with a calling to let us, the togetherness, that now we know who we have become, a glorious community, a glorious society. And we are saying, now let us be those. Let us engage in the culture of the new spiritual Israel, the glorious community, the glorious society, the church, because God has a plan for the church. And today we move to look at James, James is saying, draw near to God. For, because he, if you draw near to God, then God will draw near to you. So the ultimate goal of the believer is to be near God. And for you to be near God, then you need to draw near to him so that he can draw near to you. There is nothing sweeter for a believer than being where God is. There is nowhere else in this life that is home. This is why I say, brethren, I don't like it when we say you are in the house of the Lord, feel at home. Seriously, home. No, no, not every home has joy. Not every home has peace. Just feel in the presence of the Lord. Because home and marriage, and workplace, and business, this time is very tough. Just draw near to God. That's where joy comes from. And therefore, even as, he, as, 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 as James urges us to draw near to him, we need to learn how to draw near to him. He doesn't tell us exactly how to draw near to God. But I take you now to the book of Exodus so that we begin looking at skills, some lessons on how to draw near to God. Have you ever been caught up in a dilemma? Situation where you have to choose between obeying God and obeying human authority? It is a honor actually to study the life of Moses Whose story we find in the book of Exodus, 
And Moses faced very many dilemmas in this ministry. God used Moses tremendously in very many ways to perform more miracles on earth than any other person except Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ first, followed by Moses. Elijah did a few things on Elisha, but Moses beats them all. Moses also wrote the first five books of the Bible. During the transfiguration of Jesus, only Moses and Elijah came from heaven to talk with him. As we read in Matthew chapter 17, verse 2 and 3. The two are also prophesied, or many commentators think, I believe, that uh, most likely the two witnesses, most likely the two witnesses who are yet to come and remind the natural Israel that it was still the God of Mount Sinai so that they may believe that most likely it is suggested that Moses is one of them. The two are there and it's very important to notice how important, how great Moses is. Moses had the most intimate relationship with God of all Old Testament personalities. We know a man after God's own heart and we know who it is. We know the man of faith, but we know the man who drew close to God. But he did not draw close to God in a very easy way. Have you ever desired to have such an intimate relationship with such giants of faith like Moses? Billy Graham, even Maurice Cerullo. Yes, we can. It is very possible even today. It, it is a fact that God wants us to draw near to him. This is what we are seeing in James chapter 4 verse 8a. The main purpose of the Bible is therefore that we may draw closer to him and know him more. Know him more than any other time. This time to draw him more, to, to draw to him, come near to him and stay near him so that we get to understand him and experience him. Drawing near to God requires realizations of life. And therefore our scriptures today will be reviewing Exodus chapter 1 and 2. Just review and getting a few things, not verse by verse, but the storyline there. And uh, chapter 1 and 2 is talking about drawing closer to God. And I give you three realizations for you, the spiritual Israel. Let us draw near to God and realize, get to a realization of three things. And this is the realization of a plan. Number one, a plan. A realization of a place. And a realization of a purpose. So we realize, believer... That God has a plan for your life and you must find it. Number two, we must realize that God has a place for your mess. And you better realize it early enough. And finally, God has a, has a purpose, even for your desert. So today we are talking about, we're talking about life in the desert. We're talking about uh, Moses and the children of Israel, how they lived, how they wandered and lingered around the desert, and how they managed to draw near to God. We are talking about a life of uncertainty. We are talking about a chance to exercise faith and to press on in this life. Why should we discuss the deserts? Because life is actually desert. Most of the better part of our lives is actually desert. Wandering in the desert in our ministry. Wondering about the desert in your marriage. 
even in your search for a husband, a search for a wife is a desert. Dryness, uncertainty. You do not know what comes tomorrow. Even this life is a desert. Even now where we are, we did not know what would happen this morning. We don't even know what will happen three o'clock. I don't know what comes on Tuesday. But Abednego knows that I am in the hands of a living God. It is a desert. A life in the desert, but a chance to exercise faith and press on. When we talk about a plan for your life, we are addressing the problem of delay. So when we are coming to number one, point number one, the realization number one, which is a realization that God has a plan for my life, then I am addressing the problem of delay. When we talk about number two, a place for your mess, we're talking about the problem of wrong choice. That we go through in this desert, we make wrong choices. And we find ourselves there in those choices. And finally, we'll be talking about the purpose for our desert, meaning a sealed predicament. That you can't change. So what do you do about those sealed predicaments? So talking about the plan for our lives, let us read therefore now Exodus chapter 1. And let's just quickly, don't get bored reading it. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came uh, to Egypt with Jacob. Each came with his family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Isaac, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, and Gad and Asher. The total of Jacob's descendants was 70. Joseph was already in Egypt. Then Joseph and all his brothers and all the generations died, but the Israelites were fruitful, increased rapidly, multiplied, and became extremely numerous so that the land was filled with them. And a new king who had not known Joseph came over, came to power in Egypt. And he said to his people, look, the Israelites people are more numerous and powerful than we are. Let us deal shrewdly with them. Otherwise, they will multiply further. And if war breaks out, they may join us. Uh, they may join our enemies, fight against us, and leave the country. So the Egyptians assigned task, task masters over the Israelites to oppress them with forced labor. They built uh, Python and uh, Ramesses as uh, supply cities for Pharaoh. But the more they oppressed them, the more they multiplied and spread so that the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. They worked the Israelites ruthlessly and made their lives bitter with difficult labor in brick and mortar. And in all kinds of field work, they ruthlessly imposed all this work on them. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shifra and the other Pua, when you help the Hebrew women give birth, observe them as they deliver. If a child is a son, kill him, but if it's a daughter, she may live. The Hebrew midwives, however, feared God and did not do as the king um, of Egypt had uh, told them. They, um, they let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwives said to Pharaoh, the Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before midwives uh, can get to them. So God was so good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and became very numerous. Since the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Pharaoh then commanded all people, you must uh, throw every son born to the Hebrews into the Nile, but let every daughter live. Then chapter 2, we realize that God we see a baby. We notice how a priest, a Hebrew priest, um, um, uh, was blessed with a son. But this son escaped. 
this son was let to go into, uh, to float on the river. And while there, there was a scheme that the prince, uh, the, the, the king's daughter, would see um, this baby. And very many things happened. The baby survived, and this baby is called Moses. So, this is again for us to understand what is happening here. God had a plan all the way from Abraham. God delayed Abraham's prayer. So we are addressing the problem of delay. God delayed a prayer answer for Abraham. Abraham waited for a child for very long. And God came almost too late. Never late, but almost. Appearingly, seemingly, almost late. But a promise came. And from that day, he gave him a promise that you shall be a father of nations. God had blessed a blessed plan for him. Although the, the, your, your descendants will go 400 years going through suffering, as we see in Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, your descendants will go through suffering for 400 years, but you are a father of nations. Nobody will ever defeat that nation. How can you receive a promise to be a father of nations when you do not even have a baby? God gives us promises in very weird ways. But he delayed. He was praying for a baby. He never got one. He was delayed. The slavery and suffering of Egyptians was always God's plan for Moses and the Hebrew descendants of Abraham. It had to come and go. God allowed evil to reign so that his plan of redemption may work. And look back. Look at Joseph. You see, Abraham begets Isaac. And God also wants to take Isaac. He continues to test him. Drawing near to God requires some testing. He passed the test because he knew it is God who gives and it is also God who can take. And if he takes, he can also give me again. And after Isaac, Isaac gets Azor and Jacob. But God knew that Azor is easy. But Jacob is courageous. Jacob has the potential to survive storms. So the blessing, the covenant, the blessing passed from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. It bypassed Azor. How I pray that I would not be bypassed. Or probably have been bypassed by some blessings. And probably you. It bypassed Azor. It went to um, Jacob. And then Jacob had 12 sons. Then one of them got into a very bad predicament. He was isolated and sold. And he went from Middle East to Africa, where somehow God planned. And he must have been cursing God. Why me? Am I cursed? Am I the only one who must go through this? Little did he know that God had a plan for his life. Amen. And therefore many problems happen, so he is thrown into prison, so that in that prison he may experience the power of God. And through that experience, he goes to Pharaoh, and by going to Pharaoh to interpret the dream, then he becomes the prime minister in Africa in a foreign land. Praise the Lord. From a slave to a prisoner to a prime minister or a governor. 
And then that is where now God had sent Joseph to Africa, to the desert, so that the brothers can come to the desert as well. And this is the life in the desert. So the book of Genesis ends how? It ends with a coffin. Did you notice that? If you go back to the book of Genesis, the last verse, verse 26, Joseph died at the age of 110. They embalmed him and placed him in a coffin in Egypt. So the first book, Genesis, ends with a coffin. A very sad note, a long face, a coffin in Egypt of Joseph. Who was the hope of Israel? So what happens? Welcome to the desert. It is like the death of Joseph is saying to, uh, to Israelites, welcome to desert. Welcome to the life of hardship where you trust God during uncertainty because you had a lot of food back home. But here there is no food. Food shall come from the Lord. And during life of uncertainty, that's when you learn to trust in God and draw nearer to him. God allowed evil to reign. And then we go to Exodus and we find a baby. From a coffin to a baby in chapter 2. A baby floating on River Nile in Africa. A baby who will mess up with life. We are not here by accident. We are where we are because God has a divine for us. Even before we were born, like in Psalms chapter 139 verse 16. While Jeremiah was in the mother's womb, he was already appointed to be a mouthpiece for him. While he was in the mother's womb, Jeremiah was already appointed to be a mouthpiece for him. You do not know what I went through. You have no idea what I went through. But God had a plan for me. We have gone through delay. Sometimes we are called the late. Sorry to tell you, but sometimes... I call myself Abednego the late, not the late Abednego, that's different. Abednego the late. Because it's like my life has come late. I was born, I was born when my father was 70 years old. When my father was 70 years old, then that's when he was called the, the father of Abednego. I came to this life quite late, almost late. After primary school, I got a job to look after cows because I had no school fees to go to high school. I went to school late, therefore Abednego the late. When it came time to get married, I almost married late. Not really late, but almost. And I did not get babies quickly. I almost got late. I did not join the ministry very early. The Lord called me and I ran away for 10 years running everywhere. And the Lord was chasing me. I came to ministry almost late. I am called Abednego the late, not the late Abednego. But God has a plan for Abednego. And I'm not the only one. Maybe you are somebody the late. God has a plan for us. You better find it. Even now, can I tell you the plan God has for me? I don't know, but I do know one thing. God has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. God uses sinners. He used actually sinners to educate Moses, who would one day confront them. These desperate trainings and drawing and draining and shameful roads that you travel only are only a part of God's plan for you because you are God's masterpiece.
I don't know which road you have passed through, but they're just leading you there. Number two, realize that God has a plan, a place in your failure. Sorry. God has a, a place in your failure. When you look at chapter 2, especially verses 11 to 15, we realize that God will use you even, and he'll use you again, after that bad mistake you have made in life. Our failures often come out unexpectedly and tell us that we are not worthy to be used of God. Some enemies may even try to expose us deliberately. I am telling you, you are just there because of the grace of God. The many mistakes, the evil things we have done, the very secret things, even in our thoughts, if they were to come out to the fold, we would all run away. I don't know where we would go. Even preachers, even husbands, those secret SMSs I'm telling you, okay, in heaven we know for sure heaven they'll come out. Uh, the WhatsApp and the SMSs, they will come out. But here, here we, are, here we are fine. Here we are fine. But I'm telling you, one of the days, one of the days the devil could expose you. But whatever happens, whatever happens, people, because people will fix you. There are people who are actually looking for you just that they have not found a chance. People are looking for you where you're working. People are looking for you in your marriage. They are looking for you even for us. They try to sneak in some information about our wives, about our husbands, about our children. The fixers are always chasing you. And failures come unexpectedly. Some enemies will try to expose you deliberately because Moses at 40 years killed an Egyptian for beating a Hebrew and was exposed. Then Pharaoh wanted to kill him and he fled to the desert. He was trying to do good, but he was fixed. Mistakes is actually anointed, but he has gone into a mess. God's servants can sometimes fail miserably. God is not responsible for our failures, but he has a place for the failures. Did you hear that? God is not responsible for our failures, but he has a place. For our failures. People don't have a place for our failures. If you fail at work, you should be dismissed. If you break the law here, you should go to prison. Because the prison warders are waiting and they are being paid by the government. And if you, there are some mistakes you can do in marriage and you come to the pastor, we say, now this is fine. You can separate a little bit. But God, only God has a place for your failure. This world has no place for, a, for, for your failure. You are a member of parliament, you are doing very well. But very soon, very soon, people will start exposing you. Even your most ardent supporters, they will expose you. They are bad, they are not good. Human beings are not good. Your husband, my darling, my chapati. What? When you mess, there is no place for your failure. No place. No place for your failure. Even your children, no place they can call you daddy that what time. Especially if you mistreat mother or you mistreat uh, father. Only God has a place for your failure. God used our failure. God used Moses' failure actually to get him to where he was. He wanted to teach him teachability. He wanted to, to bring a character of teachability so that he can grow near to him. He, used our, he uses our failures to strip us of our pride and make us sensitive and receptive to his word. He was a murderer so that he can run. You can imagine if he never killed, he would have remained there for how long? 
God's plan would never be executed. That way, at least that way. God always has very many plans. But he, was, he wanted that. He allowed the murder. He allowed the mess. He allowed the failure. Look, he allowed a delay. He, he allowed a mess. But finally, God, realize that God has a purpose for your desert. Praise the Lord. God has a purpose for your desert. It is Heigl 2012 said this, it is in the deserts of life, not the palaces that we are drawn closer to God. It is what? In the deserts of life, not in the palaces, like the palaces of life, that we draw closer to God. There are very many times when I am driving well and the car has no problem, when I have no food problem, when my food is in the, in the, in the fridge, I could easily... Become busy with development. But when I have no food, when I have a problem, a, a, certain, a certain brother, a certain brother outside, from outside of the country, from far, you know, he saw a group of our brethren where I was, the first church I pastored. He came and he saw people lifting up their hands and crying before the Lord. And he asked me, why are you teaching them to do this? I said, why? Why are they crying? I said, brother, where you have come from, you have fridges and you have uh, everything, you have, you have microwaves. You have food, but these guys, some of these guys have no food. They are crying unto the provider. Allow them to cry, they have no food. You know what? When we are in the desert, we tend to seek the Lord more. Thank God for deserts sometimes, brothers and sisters. Moses was well educated and he exposed and, exp and was exposed but needed a desert to learn from God. Schools are taught by people but God teaches in deserts. Did you hear that? Schools are taught by people but God teaches in des deserts. <laughs> deserts teach us the truth of humility. The message of deserts of life is that if you are not humble, you stumble. If you are not humble, you stumble. Deserts teach us humility. When everything is going on well, you need a desert. If you are to ever draw closer to God, you need a desert. So thank God for allowing some deserts. He will not allow you to live in the desert forever. Israel is not in the desert anymore. They live there for a while. Deserts come so that he can teach you humility. If you have never gone through a desert, you do not know humility. God has taught us humility through deserts. We have passed through deserts. Deserts where you have no baby for a long time. And you can see people having baby and you're wondering, that's a desert. Where you have no job and people are testifying jobs. I got a job and why not me? That's okay, thank God for deserts. You will not be jobless for a long time. The Lord has a desert and the Lord has a, has a solution. Praise the Lord. The same God who has a plan for your life and has a place for your failure is also, also has a purpose for your desert. Don't you worry, don't panic. Draw near to God. In the desert, Moses found Zipporah, his wife. There, and also the skill of the tempter, of, of the temper and the sheep, sheep herding. He understood the tempers and his temper. You remember he was a man of high temper. 
Then he was a killer because of, a, of his temper. So he learned how to moderate it. And also he learned how to look after cows. So that he can learn how to lead God's people. It is in the desert that we learn these things. But God has a purpose for your deserts. For your deserts to be prepared, trained. Your task is wait patiently. This is what we find in Psalms verse 20, chapter 27 verse 14. What did we say, brothers and sisters? God has a plan for your life. Find it. God has a place in your failure. Please don't go back. Please don't dwell in your backslidness. Please don't. Don't withdraw from your ministry. Don't, don't stop staying away from music ministry. Because you failed. God has a place for you. You're already pregnant out of wedlock. God has a place for your mess. You're already in a big problem. God has a place for you. But God has a purpose also. In the, in the sealed predicament. You're already in the desert. You're already thrown there. It is in that desert that the Lord will teach you many things. It is in that desert that the Lord will transform your life. I know of a neighbor who was found trying with another fundi to work on a car, but there was a problem, so they were both arrested. For nothing, just a small boy. He went to prison for some years, but in that prison, he had not completed a high school, and he was actually not going to school. But when he went to prison, he learned a great skill of carpentry. Today, he's the great one of the greatest carpenters. He got tools, equipment, worth hundreds of uh, thousands of shillings. And now he lives a good life. He has a, he has a family. He has a good life. I have seen him constructing. Right now as we speak, he is in a church playing the guitar. I think he's playing rhythm. In the desert, in the mess. God has a plan. Please don't give up. As we conclude and the music uh, comes here, we will be... Um, Drawing near to God also in a remembrance of his suffering. It is God who has occasioned what we are going through. Or rather is watching, sorry. He is not responsible but he is watching what we are going through. So to live an intimate relationship with God is possible. If only we can realize that God has a plan, a place and a purpose in this. Something ugly and troubled life of ours. Wait upon God. Music team, if you could just lead us in a song and if you, if you want, you can stand up and we can engage in prayer just briefly, just briefly. And as we do that, I invite you to, if you're watching us from home, uh, because we're about to um, uh, uh, celebrate um, the, the Holy Communion, you can pick your bread or whatever element of a small piece of ugali that you've prepared there. And as you do that, you will be ready to remember the Lord. Remember Christ, his love, his suffering, and his sacrifice. And as you prepare that, also prepare some water or tea or soda or ribena, and then I will be giving you instructions later on what to do. Uh, even here, those who are here, we are preparing something little as the music continues. There is no higher calling no greater honor than to bow 
and kneel before your throne. I'm amazed, Lord, I'm amazed at your glory embraced by your mercy, O oh Lord. I live to worship you. There is no higher calling, there is no higher calling, no greater honor than to bow and kneel before your throne. I'm amazed, Lord, I'm amazed at your glory embraced by your mercy, O We give you praise, Lord, and we give you all the glory because you have a plan for us. You have a plan for our lives. You have a place for our mess. And you have a purpose for our desert. And we want to thank you because while we were sinners, Lord, you knew that we needed you. Even when we were there smoking and doing all things and gossiping and planning murder. Even when we were living in sins that we did not know. Lord, you had a plan for our redemption. Lord, how could you cause us to come to you? How could you be so merciful to sinners like us, Lord? How did you even select us? We were not even better than those who are out there, Lord. How could you be so, so merciful to me? With all my past and my faith and my sin, Lord. How can you call me your own? How can you call me your son? How can you even call me your younger brother? How can you call me a heavenly creature? Because of your love, we remember you. I will never forget you. We will never forget your love. We will never forget your humility, Lord, on the cross. And since God, I know that you came from heaven to die on the cross for me. And that your love has evidence that you went to the cross. You died because of love. Then I trust you. I know that you have a plan for me. I know that the plan you have for me is good. And I know that, Lord, you have a place for my sinness, sinfulness. That you can wash me. And you can cleanse me. And you can be, draw, draw me closer to you. Even in this sealed predicament, you have a purpose. Cause me to wait upon you. Cause me to come to the river. Cause me to drink from the river. And cause me to live by the river. This is the prayer somebody is praying to you this morning. And for all of us, as we continue in prayer, Holy Communion is for believers, those who believe in the finished work of the cross. Those who have accepted Christ as Savior and Lord. And how do we do it? We serve. And it is served by a born again believer. You can use element that you have. And you can use any non-alcoholic drink. Don't use alcoholic drink. But this is done after examining yourself judging yourself and taking the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ which cleanses you not this blood 
This is symbolic. So, uh, Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 to 28. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it and eat. This is my body. And I will ask uh, Reverend Irene and Elder Kakui to come and help me here. If we just say, uh, just here, um, this is a difficult time, so this is how we do it. The element is pre-packed, so you just pick. Um, we'll be pouring it just there, you just pick your piece. And um, this element, uh, this, this, this uh, wine here, it's a ribena, you just pick from here. And we'll make sure another person picks from here. And just one more here. And then we will go around to make sure that you pick as safely as possible. And therefore, uh, as we do that, let me ask. This is what the Lord did. He took bread. He broke it after thanking God for it. Elder Kakoi, please thank God for the body of Jesus Christ broken for us. Father in heaven, we thank you for your body that was sacrificially broken at the cross for us. At this moment, we remember the pain that you went through. A sleepless night, you were beaten, you suffered. You hung on the cross naked. You bore shame. And we thank you for that doing. And so we remember that with thankfulness in our hearts. Because that draws us to God. We thank you for sacrificing so much through your body. That we can now relate to God. And as we take this communion, help us to sacrifice for God too. Help us to remember that you've loved us with such a great love that you gave your body to suffer so much for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 As music continues, I would uh, request that uh, Elder Kakoi will just have it this somewhere. You just uh, make sure that we'll keep and uh, Reverend Irene will be here. So this team here, you will serve from here and this team from here. So you hold your piece and wrap it and then I'll tell you what to do. And those who are working from home, just do the same. Hold the element and wait for instructions as we continue reflecting upon the goodness of the Lord. Okay? Tamu ya tiririka, tamu ya kalipari, hata sasa ya tiririka, oh tamu. Tamu ya tiririka, tamu ya tiririka, tamu ya kalipari, hata sasa ya tiririka, oh tamu. 
Therefore now, let's have time to examine ourselves even as we take by remembrance the bread which is symbolic of the blood of Jesus Christ and the suffering on the cross and therefore Lord we take your mercy we've come to the mountain of mercy if there be any sin that is found in us that we do not remember Father, we take the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us. But Lord, any sin that we remember, we now confess before you in the name of Jesus Christ. And therefore, after breaking it, he told the disciples, take it, this is my body. Let us take it by faith. Remember, you have a mask. Uh, please. <laughs> you have a mask. <laughs> take it off and just take it. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. This is love, Lord. Your body broken for us, this is love. Then he took a cup and after giving thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood that established the covenant. It is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. Lord, we give you thanks for the blood that was shed on the cross, your body torn into pieces, veins and arteries cut, so that, Lord, blood and water can come from your ribs, so that we may be washed. And therefore, we think you will never forget your blood that cleanses us. Let us take it by faith. Whatever drink you have, take it by faith in Jesus' name. God, for your finished work, and continue to strengthen us in our journey because of your mercies in the name of Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. And you can take your seats and uh, we'll find a way of collecting your cups. Uh, we'll collect it from you in a way and uh, continue to enjoy. Right now we go into a mood of giving unto the Lord. Uh, please find uh, your phone. Uh, we have a pay bill number uh, somewhere. We give joyfully. We give joyfully unto the Lord in this church. When the time comes for us to give to the Lord, we give joyfully. We even sing songs and dance because this is a chance we have to give to the Lord. Your tithes, your offerings, give to the Lord as we enjoy the music and we, we collect the, the, the equipment. God bless you. And we'll be coming back to offer the last prayer even as we, we give you some few notices. And move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the
the rain. My God is awesome, heals me when I'm broken, strength when I've been weak, and forever He will reign. My God, my God is awesome, He can
so our God, we present these sacrifices of worship, sacrifices of our givings, O oh my Father Lord, unto your able hands. We put them at your altar, O oh God. We present them to you, O oh God. May you receive them, O oh my Father, from deep within our hearts, O oh King of glory. May they be like a burning incense before you, Jesus. May you accept us just as we are, O oh my Father. For those who have given, may you continue to bless them sixty and a hundred folds. For those who have not, Father, may you continue to provide, continue to be Jehovah Jireh. For this we pray, trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. Our God is indeed awesome. He does, he does mighty things for us. He hides us from the rain. He hides us from our enemies. So right now I would like to go straight to the announcements. And uh, as we all know, the curve is, uh, what is the curve doing? It is flattening. Thank you for that word. I was looking for that word. The curve is flattening and things are going back to normal. So we are coming back to reopening the church physically. And uh, the church has pro provided guidelines for us so that as we come, we also take care of, ourse of ourselves. As we are usually told, take care of me, I'll take care of you. Uh, our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, temples of God. And so if we do not take care of them, then we'll have no, no place. We'll not be able to come here to serve him and to worship, worship him. So the following are physical service guidelines for all congregants. For all of us who are planning also to join us next uh, week, I know uh, most of us who have come, or all of us who have come, are already following these rules. But for those of us who also have not come, kindly uh, may it be in the know that we have guidelines here so that we can resume uh, seamlessly. So one is that we should always wear mask, masks. Always wear your mask. Number two. Avoid any physical contact as much as possible. Avoid any physical contact as much as possible. Number three, wash your hands before and after the service. Kindly uh, wash your hands before and after the service. Next is that uh, use soap, water, and sanitizer. All of them are provided out there at the entrance uh, we have all these. So kindly make sure before the service and after the service, wash your hands, uh, sanitize your hands, sanitize yourself, uh, use soap, water, and a sanitizer. Next, maintain social distance, 1.5 meters. 1.5 meters away from each other. Then, you also have this. Follow the directed movement guidelines. All the way from the gate into the service, into the church, into this premise, we have guidelines. So if someone approaches you and asks you to do one or two things, kindly uh, comply. Kindly comply because it is for our good. It's, it is for our own good. It is for the good of your brother. It's for the good of your sister. I think that's all. I hope 
we are going to follow those guidelines. Uh, next is that uh, we still have Wednesday prayers, Wednesday uh, prayer program, which is run by the church leadership, our pastors, uh, our, our Reverend, um, uh, Reverend uh, Kasim and uh, Reverend Irene are in full charge of that. So kindly feel free to drop in your um, prayer requests through this number, zero seven zero zero seven five. 3759. It is usually provided in our uh, social media platforms, even through WhatsApp. Kindly feel free to do that. Uh, you can either call or you can either or you can either call or send an SMS. We know each and every one of us, as Pastor has said, we are in our own desert. Each and every one of us is in his own prison cell. And so unless we call upon God, unless we present this to our church leaders, unless we present, the, it is biblical, ask for the church elders to pray for you. It is biblical. In as much as we are praying, we also need corporate prayers, and we also need someone to pray for us. So feel free to present your prayer items. Then uh, on Friday, we have the Zoom prayer service, which begins at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Kindly feel free to join. Uh, maybe Pastor will expound on that, especially in terms of links. I don't know whether it is a recurring one, but Pastor is going to expound on that. Otherwise, it has been a wonderful, amazing time to be in the presence of the Lord today. Count a blessing, having been found in the community of believers today, serving the Lord and listening from Him. Personally, I've taken my, my part and I believe each and every one of us has taken his part. Otherwise, may God bless you so much. Uh, for the past two weeks, I've been a programmer. And may God bless you even as we continue with the next sun Sunday and the days to come. God bless you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And uh, let's give a clap unto the Lord for his goodness. And thank you all for watching and finding time also, investing money. Uh, that you can actually watch from home and the music team, all the preparations and everything and all of you for being courageous to come. Just to add that, uh, yes, we also fumigate. We fumigate uh, this sanctuary um, uh, before you come and we make sure that you're, you're very okay. Uh, make sure that uh, we follow those uh, guidelines and um, those who are at home, uh, when you feel free to come, please, we are waiting for you. We have missed you. We've missed you. Um, let's continue to trust God. Those who can't come, continue to follow us. We want to thank you for being faithful, even in your ministry, to the Lord. Uh, Friday prayer service begins at 8. Just log in. Uh, it can accommodate 300 people. Uh, so we are free to join and just pray together. It's a very sweet hour of prayer. Several have been uh, joining. We've been uh, having a very good time. We share some things like from the book of Daniel, just a few things that help us throughout the whole week and get a prayer request, praying for the government and praying for other needs. Please join us. Do not sit there. Just join us if you find time. May the Lord bless you. Please stand up so that we close together. So in our deserts, the Lord is watching. If you can lift up your hands in your prison, the Lord has a plan. In the things that you don't know, the Lord has a plan. I don't know what is there for today afternoon and Monday and Tuesday. 
But how I pray, Lord, that your plan will not be stopped by anybody. You are multiplying us even when we are in Egypt. You are multiplying us and Pharaoh cannot stop us. That which you are planning, nobody can stop. For my dear brother and sister, whatever you are doing, the Lord, through these hardships, through these valleys and mountains, nobody can stop. The blessings you are whispering, nobody can stop. Therefore, Lord, may your spiritual Israel continue to multiply. May the church continue to grow. May this family continue to grow. May this business continue continue to grow. May the favor at your place of work continue to grow in the name of Jesus Christ. May you continue to experience good health because the Lord has a plan for you. Whatever is happening with those ulcers, the Lord has a plan for you. He will restore you in due time. May the Lord give you grace to go through this and may the Lord also rescue you from that unnecessary suffering of ulcers, from that unnecessary disturbance of excess sugar diabetes. The Lord has a solution for you. How I pray that the Lord will touch you. And how I pray that the Lord will heal you. And if he does not heal you now, if there is a delay, I pray that the grace of God shall sustain you. Even that joblessness, even that financial strain, may the Lord use it to show you that he loves you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord take away the pain. May the Lord give you the grace to persevere. May it become lighter even as you go through it. May the Lord come through for you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord has a place for you. May the Lord continue to assure you that he loves you. May you know that the Lord has a place for you. May you come back to the Lord, that one who has been backsliding. The one who has been backsliding and waking up and going. May the Lord give you strength to stand once again in the name of Jesus Christ. Those that have been backsliding from ministry, may the Lord strengthen you in Jesus' name. I speak joy in your desert. I speak joy and strength and grace. The desert of Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. May the Lord give you joy. May the Lord multiply you in Egypt. May the Lord show his favor upon you. May the Lord call you the beloved. In your desert of old age. In your desert of whatever it is. May the Lord show his face upon you. May it be counted that you are favored. May it be counted that you love the Lord. And that the Lord is concerned about you. May you give a testimony in the days to come. That the Lord Lord traveled with me in Egypt until I got to Canaan. May you tell the nations, may you know that the Lord is planning that you get to heaven. Lord, help us to get to heaven. Lord, carry us through that these things will not distract us from the journey to heaven. Cause us to love you more. Cause us to rejoice in you more. Cause us to persevere more. So that Lord you may be glorified in all these things. Because we trust in you. It is well with you in the name of God who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now 
and forevermore. Amen. Amen. For we are more than conquerors in Christ. Enjoy the music and feel free now to go and observe the rules. Please say hi to somebody. Just turn now and say hi to someone like this. Just wave to someone. Wave to someone. We love one another. We love one another even in this during these hard times. We love one another. And, and go saying hi to someone without shaking and without wasting a lot of time around. Just go blessed because you are more than a conqueror in Christ. Wala mucho mungu wetu si twakusifu 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 mungu mwenye nguvu hakuna mwanzo wala mucho mungu wetu si twakusifu twakusifu Sipani kwako Sipani kwako